0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us wherever you are in the world for uh, the Canvas now 14th Town Hall. This one is a very special one. Um, you may have noticed a, a similarity in the last names uh, of Tegan and our, our uh, two of our, our, of our three guests today, uh, Chris and Pam Maxey, uh, the co-founders of the Island School, and Liz Slingsby, who's also joining us, uh, Dean, Dean of Students at the Island School. Um, just to to provide some context for this conversation and uh what the island school means to to tegan and and to myself um we were having a conversation as a team the other day about uh co-founders and what it means to start a company and and the importance of knowing uh the person you start a company with and uh tegan and i when we were introduced we did not uh, know each other really very well at all Um, but what we did have in common was this place was the island school Uh, was the experience, uh, Tegan really growing up there and myself having uh, attended the school for 100 days um, and and having the massive impact on my life that that did. Um, That's how Tegan and I grew to know each other. It was really through this place, through that experience. um, And that sort of sprouted into the founding of Crancia and the Canvas. So um, today we get to hear from the co-founders of the Island School and Tegan's parents and and Liz Slingsby as they tell us what it means to build a community based on sustainability, uh, especially in this very, very difficult time for the world. Uh, So with that, welcome, Chris, Pam, and Liz, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We wanna hear about the Island School, but first we wanna hear where are you and how are you doing during this difficult time? So Chris and Pam, if we can start with you, please. Uh,
1: We are in Eleuthera, Bahamas. We have been here uh, for Twenty some years, but with this craziness in the world, we we got back just before everything kind of went to hell in a handbasket. And um, so we are have been here since March. And this is actually a transition time for us, so we have a new um, a new head, a new leader, and we're transitioning away. And we were technically supposed to be traveling and really away. And we haven't been able to do that with the COVID storm. So we're here with no students and I'm sure we'll get into more about that. Liz can fill us in.
0: Thank you. Liz, please.
1: Um, I also am in the Bahamas right now on Eleuthera. Luthera um, in my apartment. I spent most of um, when COVID hit and we, we sent our students home this spring. I, I went back to um, be with some family um, spent some time with family in England. for I was there for about five months and got back on the ground here two or three weeks ago um, trying to gear up and figure out how we were going to get our students for the fall semester down to the island school and unfortunately last week we ended up um, having to pull the plug and well, we had to cancel our fall semester which was um, incredibly difficult um, and in the midst of in the midst of what's going on in the world also seems appropriate it's 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 a really challenging time for everyone um, so i think you know as chris and pam are saying they're they're in a interesting position in their in their journey with our school and transition and um, this fall is it feels really strange around campus and our school with lacking kind of the, the energy that our 52 students bring um, so it's a, it's, a, it's a strange time down here
0: thank you liz and thank you for sharing that um, i think we want to start just from the very start of the island school. It's 1999, 22 students, six faculty members show up on a campus that is uh, sort of still being built out. Chris and Pam, what is the island school? How did it start? Um, Just give us just from the the roots of it.
2: For sure. I, I think the simple idea is that (laughs) we came to understand from, from really bringing students here to Eleuthera um, in kind of short, you know, week, 10 day uh, adventures that uh, young people could really be counted on to um, take on more responsibility for each other and for the environment and, and for, you know, people around them. And so that, that's, the, that's the idea that started the, the School is a belief that you know at sixteen years old you you don't have to be in a, a building in a classroom, um, learning from a textbook or from a teacher that you can actually be out in the world exploring and taking on risks and challenges and um, problem solving working in teams just like we all do like look at look at all of you guys in your adventures to bring sustainable brands to market. You're working with a team and you're problem solving and you're trying to figure stuff out every day. And that's real life. And unfortunately, a lot of school uh, doesn't uh, approach, the curriculum doesn't uh, celebrate that kind of work. And that's the kind of work that, that we celebrated from the very beginning. And to Devin's point, like literally the first kids here, <laughs> Put together their beds, you know like they <laughs> they they had to to uh, move into a place like like Devin said that was not finished. Um, they were still putting bathrooms together, and the kids were putting beds together and they they literally created the first paths and planted some of the first trees um, that was kind of in this limestone um, damaged uh, you know, coastal environment that had been left over from a resort construction project, uh, you know, almost a generation before. So it was, it was very exciting and challenging times. And I will say that that first um, full semester in the fall of 99 uh, had to evacuate in front of a massive storm, Hurricane Floyd. So like, <laughs> We started the way a lot of you guys are starting, you know, in, in the midst of a, a literal and figurative storm. And and I will say that that kind of challenge only uh, made us stronger. And I think this storm is gonna make us stronger too. Thank you for that, Chris.
0: Um, I think we, Thinking about the people that we have on this call right now brands and and people from around the world that have experienced education in in many different ways and um, focuses The island school sort of encompasses everything one could uh, One could want both outdoors and and in the sense of learning Um, You are thrown into an environment where science classes scuba diving math classes focused on solar efficiency on campus rainwater usage what is a typical day like for a student there and and for the faculty what what is the the, the ebbs and flow of you're up at sunrise? What happens from then on?
1: so yeah as you, as Devin, you said, you know up at sunrise our uh, our day start as a community, one of the big um Chris kind of alluded to it in in kind of speaking to how school started, and community is such an important piece to our puzzle in 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 everything we do and we start our days at 6 30 together looking at each other's tired and yawning faces around our flagpole um that that hangs the Bahamian flag and we you know collectively as a community we kind of wake up together in that space um it's our 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 circles we call them circles we um we start and end our day together in, in at our flagpole in our circle space and we share in announcements for the day kind of logistics and then um, we also share in our traditions, um, um, one of which in our morning circle is singing, starting together by singing the Bahamian National Anthem. Um, and then from there, we, we go on our way to swim or to run or to work out in whatever form happens to to be that morning for our students. So they all train for either a half marathon at the end of the semester or a four-mile open um, ocean swim. And so their mornings for an hour after we spend... Our time together circling is is spent working out together collectively as a team um, either swimming in the ocean first thing in the morning or, or getting out on the highway and pumping some ground out on, um, out on the road and so then we come back together and we we as Chris mentioned you know the first students that were down here they built their beds were helping you know form the school build the school from the ground up and our students they even even now they continue to take care of their place um, and and you know, our guiding question is how do you live well in a place and we try to instill that in our students in so many different things we do and everything we do it's kind of at the heart of heart of when we're when we're deciding to do an activity or when you're planning a lesson if if that if it doesn't pertain to that question how do you live well in a place um, then it might not make sense um, and so we come back together after we've worked out and we, we engage in chores around campus so that some students will be cleaning their dorm space some will be um, helping out in the farm, some will be taking the compost to the compost bin, um, some will be taking our resources to our resource center and our, sorting our recycling out. So it varies um, but students are, an, are active participants in taking care of their place and their home that they live in and they, that they create. Um, and then you know we, we share meals together in our dining hall and the rest of the day is kind of split. Um, we say the word classes but um, but not necessarily classes in in the four walls that you might consider. Devon, as you mentioned, you know, uh, marine ecology class, science class might be out scuba diving. So students will spend the day um, in their quote unquote classes, um, learning and um, engaging in their place and with their teachers and with each other as students and with our um, professionals that we have working in and around campus. Our engineers at the center for sustainable development, our uh, you know our professional scientists um, and and. Master students, PhD students that work within our Cape Luther Institute. So the students will be in anywhere from an applied mathematics class to a research class, engaging in hands-on field work, um, answering problems to, you know, real world situations. We've got answering questions to real world situations we've got going on. Um, and then at the end we, we, we live our days. We fill them. We rest, we definitely fill them when your head hits the pillow at night. It's, it's pretty much lights out um, because we fill our days, um, pretty, pretty well students get some time away from campus to explore exploration is such a big part of what we do um and we you know our our program is um disconnected in the way that we ask our students to be offline and not connected to the the internet and social media um and to channel that connection with each other and with people and with the, the place and so they they spend some time an hour and a half two hours they have their Ticket to Freedom, which is their bike, put their helmet on, and they have the entire cape of, um, actually, I don't know how much space that is. Chris, do you know how much space it is? I've always wondered that. It's, it's a lot. They have a lot of space to explore.
2: Yeah, it's like the 100-acre woods, you know?
1: Yeah. They, they have an opportunity
2: Winnie to be. The, Winnie the Pooh's out there. <laughs>
1: yeah. They have the opportunity to be children again and, like, explore things they've never seen. There's, there's um, the, the ruins of the old resort around where we are. Um, there's the ocean that they can go, they can go swim in. Of course, there's lots of, um, you know, their safety and risk is taken into consideration when when it comes to like being in the ocean and and taking risk. Um, And then they come back to school and we finish, you know, everyone comes back together in our collective circle and we we finish our day together um, at the flagpole with more announcements and um, our student leaders run these circles in the morning and in the evening and they They finish our our evening with a a quote and a moment of silence that we kind of pause and reflect on the day together. Um, Then we head to dinner and the rest of the day is filled with study hours. There might be a guest speaker from um, maybe a guest scientist that's on campus. Um, It might just be study hours. It might be a um, dorm meeting. We have dorm meetings every week um, in, in the students dorm spaces. The student leaders of the week might have organized um, a conversation that they might be facilitating there's lots of different things that might happen in the evening um, but then heads hit the pillow lights are out at about 10 10 30 every night that was long-winded I, I
0: feel like i just lived it all over again <laughs> thank you liz um, to go to this this uh the theme of place and living well in a place that is often a matter of perspective and i know one thing that tegan uh, is always reminding us of, and a story that she brings up is the, uh, I think the often referred to, island, uh, image that you then zoom out from, and you see the Earth, and then you zoom back in. I'm wondering, Chris and Pam, if we can put you on the spot and ask you to sort of relay that that story and that that emotion.
2: For sure, and, and you know, Liz reminds me, and, it, and it's all about place um and and our our world i mean i i see some of of the people on this team are are in beautiful places and connect to nature uh that's one of the first things we we do here and it's highlighted by uh, a great little book um which was actually a you know a, a presentation by barry lopez called rediscovery of north america and what what Lopez does is he challenges um, everyone to reconnect with the, the environment around them. And so when, when students first arrive, the first exercise, they're literally putting their face in the sand. And, and as teenagers, they're, they're kind of looking at me or Liz or whoever's running them. The exercise is saying, What? These people are crazy. And and what we're what we're saying to them is like be a kid again. Like little kids go to the beach and they eat the sand and they smell it and they roll around in it. And when you grow up and you go through school, like a lot of that kind of curiosity and creativity is literally ripped out of you. And and I would imagine that everybody on this call somehow like grab back into that that curious youthful spirit um to create what what you guys are all working to create and when liz talks about exploration she talks about this word currency right and lopez is the author that introduces the idea of currency and i know it's it's defined on um currency canvas websites and yeah i think it's important you know to to reconnect with this idea that you know people need to have space alone and have space when they can really feel a part of the natural world i mean that's that to me is the foundation of sustainability and it's a it's a really powerful um and intangible like it's it's almost impossible to define what happens when you just go off like Liz organizes these 2 to 3 hour blocks of time where we go from our busy little community all circled up 70 80 people together and living in bunk beds and working together to being out in a place that that the individual finds a connection to and and i know you know getting back to your question a little bit um is that many of our of our students and faculty leave from this experience and wherever they go in the world there's (laughs) a real effort to um connect in a deeper way to to the place and and you know thinking about how you connect in a specific myopic way in your backyard helps you think like you have to have that to be able to start thinking globally. And, and so that's, that's a a really cool connection to, um, this, this word that kind of bridges Island School to all the work that you guys are doing, which is finding confidence and courage from a place that's, has purpose and is connected to sustainability in the natural world.
1: Can I tag in?
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, how do you live well in a place? Is, is that is that guiding question that we have and connection to our place? As Chris is saying, through how we practice Karencia, um both you know as faculty and as students, um, is, is incredibly important to that. But place for for us goes beyond like physical place place for us is also um mental space and like how do you live well in your pl- place being you and and for us to take time away from our busy, our busy days our busy you know as i was saying we fill our days and that, that time away to connect with both the Luthra and and where we are physically goes goes side by side with with connecting with you as an individual and and, and understanding more about who, who you are and how you operate and what you need um, to sustain yourself in, in, in whatever place physically you might be at. Um, and I love thinking about that, that question in, in both of those ways, both physically and kind of personally on an, on an individual level too.
0: Thank you, Liz. Before we open it up for questions, I know Teague has one. Um, Liz, is there any, anything you'd wanna share from, uh, from the students, like a story or, or just an experience that you've had uh, that illuminates what the Island School is about. It can be really anything, but just something that um, sums it up in a way. You take your time, I know it's a, it's a big question.
1: Big question, Let um, me think for a second.
0: I can just only imagine from having been there for one semester and you having so many semesters to choose from, um, the amount of experience and, and, and stories you might have from that.
1: Chris, feel free to think of something too.
2: Yeah, well, I can jump in because it's, it's been on my mind since I put the shirt on. Um, and again, I, I try to be respectful of, of the audience and, and the work that you guys are doing collectively. Uh, a couple of kids for their final project at the Island School, this, this gets to the heart of our mission of, of helping create leaders that have the capacity and courage and confidence to affect change, Right and they came to me and they said Maxi you know like we we've done some research on on where our clothing like island school has a uniform because in the bahamas like in in really kind of british school world that everybody wears uniforms and so to be respectful to our our larger community here on the island we we wear you know t-shirts and polo shirts when when we're going out um and working with the local kids and local community and these guys said, you know, this is, this is kind of crazy, man. These shirts are, you know, we're not sure exactly how they're made, but we're pretty sure they're made um, out in the world in a way that is, is really taking advantage of, of communities that, that don't have access to resources and are almost enslaved to make the shirts and there's nothing sustainable in the, in the product. And you know, we feel, this is coming from the students to me, the founder, they're saying, we feel that like, we wanna be able to wear our mission. And I was like, oh my God, you know? And this is just one story. I, I'm, I'm connecting it to you know, the kind of currency Canvas world because it's real, but there's stories about how we can grow food and how we can produce energy and how we can manage waste and, and how we can find new species in the deep ocean. And these are the, the results of giving young people a chance to, yeah, work with mentors and, and, and get support, but really dig in and, and, and fail and find out how to do things better. And so they found a company and, you know, they weren't first went to Patagonia, they went to different companies, but they they found a, a company called um, Recover Brands. A, a, a crazy guy um, probably could be in this group, actually, who you know said, "I wanna, I wanna produce a different kind of you know clothing that has some some purpose and meaning behind it." And so these are all you know 100% recycled um, fabric shirts. And as we've learned, you know, uh, any Recycling of plastics has its own challenges, which I know some of you guys are facing. But that that to me is one of those stories that highlights the mission of the island school and and shows how and, and Liz said this well, it wasn't just those first students who built their beds, right? Every group that comes here leaves a legacy of impact, has helped. The local community has helped us on our campus live better and and that that's contagious right when you're 16 and 17 years old and you're like holy crap i can i can make a difference that's what happens and you know i'm going to ask this question now and you can decide you're the moderator Devin, but like you need to tell your story right because like for most of the island school you were miserable and 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 i know i'm so proud and i know you said this at an event at canvas an admissions event like what better place to talk to young people about the impact of the island school because it's what happens afterwards and these these journeys of problem solving lead to a life of commitment to doing something real doing something with purpose and and you are kind of a great testimonial for that for that mission so that's that's my specific story i'm i'm wearing the mission today
0: thank you chris yeah um the 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 thing that i that really turned me around was uh was one person in particular was it was mick my advisor um and i think i'm not the only one who had that experience there there were times where People were, were down and it only took one person who believed in them um, and, and sort of pushed them a bit to get them back on track. And I think the Island School is, is just full of people that uh, are willing, able and, and there to do that. Um, and I think that's just a, it's just, it's part of the experience um, going through those ebbs and flows. So, um, Liz, did, did you want to loop back to, uh, to a story if you had one in mind?
1: Yeah, I... Kind of builds on your, It's not. I, I There's many as you know. There's, there's, every day, there's you could pull a story of incredible stuff that goes on down here that, that you kind of witness and are part of. Um, but just kind of, I suppose, in the relevancy of, of today and the world we're living in, I, I I was just thinking particularly about this past semester that we that we had our spring class of 2020 that kind of that went through um, their own hurricane with. Um, having to leave the island on day 20, 21 or something, whatever it was, ended up being um, and head back to their respective homes. And, um, you know, as humans, we're driven by connection to the people and, and our students in particular are, uh, as you were kind of alluding to, Devon, like the, the relationships and connection to people and, and people that care is such a big part of who we are in our community. Um, And our students continued to grab hold of that when they returned they kind of like spattered around the U.S. and the Bahamas um, and they held on so tightly to that to the community and to their relationships um, and to to what they built together in only 20 days um, that they just continued to grow with that and and we had um, Something that I think blew all of our minds as faculty and and as administered as the administrative team of, of the Island School and Kind of our stateside team too was how we were able and our students were able to continue our program that we consider you know very place based on Eleuthera and um you know our curriculum is 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 designed kind of around our campus to then to them not being here and physically in different spaces you know, you know locked in their bedrooms because of what's going on with covid in the world um, but we were able to deliver a program that continued to be place based Continued to to have community at the heart of what we did, um, and talk about sustainability. And our students blew, uh, blew us away with the projects that they, they worked on. What we called a capstone project, um, where they you know they they assessed their community um, and what was going on currently in the world right now, and what they could do to to help solve some form of problem. And we had students. We had one student who wrote a children's book um, based on. Um, um, the tragedy of the commons and Aldo Leopold and Chris Max is actually the, is like the center character in, in that story. Um, but she's going to publish this book. It's incredible. It's a children's book. We, we had students who created, um, sustainable clothing brand that worked with you guys, right? Um, we had students who, um, you know, built compost, um, compost bins in their backyard, which, which went miles for, you know, their, their family solving, their, their own problems of food waste within their own home. Um, and that to me just it just blew my mind. And the students were so engaged and so connected to each other and driven by this by this connection and the, the want to be better people, to understand themselves better and to to be more critical thinkers. And and that's what we that's what we need in the world. These these students are incredible.
3: That's a really good uh segue into my question you know i i've been kind of watching this and uh talking to different people from the island school since the beginning of the pandemic but we talk a lot about how different businesses have pivoted and gone to technology to solve these issues and and i think it's it's something that we think about for teachers here in the U.S. and in the public school system and, and private schools here how how much this has changed teaching in a, a traditional classroom. But I wonder how much this will impact experiential education um, going forward. You know what what is the the pivot for a experiential education? organization. I know there, there are a few other people on the call from from Island School and I'm sure you guys all have different ideas and plans and and are taking on this problem uh, head on. But I'm curious what, what from a teacher's perspective this looks like in your
1: mind. That's a really good question, Jean. Um, for us, we you know we we were thrown into as everyone was in the spring thrown into kind of the online teaching world um, wasn't expected and you know I think everyone did the best with the resources that they had um, and as we move into you know continuing to live in a COVID world I think teachers and and the experience that teachers are able to provide online is only going to get better um, with practice and time and, and honing that craft because it's different um, and I think for us at Allen School we're you know we designed an online program we had one in the spring we 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 refined it and and and, and tried to put that into action this fall and weren't able to do it um, but we're going to continue to look at that as you know our fall progresses we've got a lot of time planning and thinking about exactly that question So you can know, how do you make in in our in our world today and if, if we're ending up being online um, again in the future um, how do you how do you make it experiential um, how do you make it place based at it at its heart and um, it takes a lot of creativity from educators and takes a lot of time kind of thinking and a lot of divergent thinking and being as creative as you possibly can, um, especially if you can't have students in the same place um, physically. I know there's a lot of places around the world that were able this summer to execute really successful programs in the midst of, in the, midst of the pandemic. Um, and, you know, one of our jobs this fall is to really get and feel confident and competent with the plans that we create for, you know, operating in the COVID world kind of twofold. I've got a
2: a couple answers to that question. One is is a shout out to Liz Slingsby. Um, That connected um, feeling that these young people had, which is ironic, right? They were only here for three weeks together. And yet I can honestly say, and this might offend other Island school semesters that they they will most likely be the most connected class and and part of that reason is that liz designed um through zoom like we're in right now many of the rituals continued you know so one of the great moments of my day even though i was kind of quarantined down here on the island which you know has its own benefits (laughs) i'm not complaining was waking up and having all 50 students count their number off and connect on Zoom. And then we sang the national anthem and we had announcements and and we had dorm meetings and, we you know, like all the co-curricular kind of heart and soul of the Island School that actually gives people, like Liz said, a chance to really kind of find their best self and think about how to, take care of other people and be part of a community was a lie, even on Zoom. And, you know, when I interviewed one of the leaders of that class um, not too long ago, you know, the highlights for her were not the kind of academic delivery, just like it is at the end of the semester. The highlights are not you know, the best class or the best research presentation. They're really those those moments when uh, as a young person, you realize that you, you can make a difference for others. And that that's really when your best self comes out. And I know that sounds really corny, <laughs> but it is so real. At the end of the semester, the students all get a chance to demonstrate their learning And when we first started that that kind of process um we wanted it to be almost like defensive thesis and very academic and focus on the different pillars of the island school sustainability community you know leadership and in almost all cases the students like leave all that aside and just dig into what happened for them on the journey And so when you think about the other side of that question, sort of like, how can we pivot? I mean, I do think there's a real opportunity in the marketplace for our research teams, hopefully with some students here at some point, maybe, maybe local kids from our middle school to go out and catch turtles and collect data and, and create a whole virtual like research program for universities and colleges that we could, put out on the market um, and and generate some revenue for a place that's struggling right now with revenue just like we all are. So I think there's some creative elements to that. I also feel that more than ever before um, as we get more virtual and we lean more on technology that the need to have real raw experience is even more important. So I think we can do both. I think we can pivot and, and develop some amazing online virtual programs that could, be, that could allow thousands of young people to connect to some of our work here. And I think we can also continue to focus on that experience that we've been talking about that brings out the best self and gives you courage to believe that you can find purpose and make a difference in the world.
1: Can I, can I tag back in again?
2: Please.
1: Something that I started to think about as Chris was explaining the, the demonstration of learning in our reflective presentation, like at the heart of experiential education is reflection. If you don't stop to pause and take stock and process what's happened to you and reflect, then then did you even have the experience at all? Did it happen? What are you taking from it? And so I think also to answer that question, like if we if we're continuing down this road, you know, reflection is so important. If if we're going to be experiential educators, and um, that that part of our program in particular will you know will always remain, um, and I and I hope that you know there's there's probably many other schools and teachers and educators around the world that are diving into that that too, but that reflection is so important. It's
0: key. Thank you. Um... I know that the Canvas and Carrancy and just our entire team has been so inspired by what the Island School does. And I think one of the commonalities here, especially in this time is we're not, we were never, uh, we were never going to be an e-commerce platform. Our idea was to open locations and not only allow people to shop there, but also to create experiences there and bring people together in person, in real life and have conversations that otherwise wouldn't be happening. So in many ways, our, our community has been hindered by this period and this this format, these town hall conversations have been our way of mitigating the circumstances to, to make sure that we're still uh, progressing in some format. So um, just looking at everyone we have here, I mean, we have uh, Vermont, Australia, Guatemala, Brooklyn, um, LA, Brooklyn, uh, Peru. Belgium. Belgium. Um, I just want to open it up and, and on, the, on the context and, and, and on the theme of community, um, for questions, comments, thoughts uh, that anyone might have for, uh, for uh, Chris, Penn, and Liz. Uh Yeah, so my name is uh, Tove, and I run a den- organic uh, denim company in Burlington, Vermont.
1: And I've been with the canvas for, I don't know, it feels like two years, but I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> um, but it's just really very interesting to hear to meet the Maxis and hear you speak about the Island School and the full experience and in relationship to what I have gotten to know, uh, the canvas by Quarantia to be and how you operate. Cause I'm constantly fascinated with the, with, with, the, with the tempo and the pace and the grassroots thinking and kind of like that patience. And also like what Liz was just talking about the reflection that seemed to happen in between every step
0: of the way so it's really cool to link that back to what you're saying
2: that your school is all about thank you so hey just one one here for chris um what inspired you to start this where 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 are you at in life where you decided this time for a change and i'm going to go build this school in the islands that's that's a that's a great question. You know, I, I was a teacher at the time. Um, I was, you know, our, our whole family was living at, at the Lawrenceville school. We had a, a really comfortable life. Um, and as much as Lawrenceville as a school with a lot of resources, a lot of privilege was able to give me opportunities to, you know, to, really celebrate uh learning that was centered around real experience and and exploration it was it was still very restricting for me um and and the culture was different than what I, i could believe in you know we were we were dorm parents too we lived we had you know 40 16 year old uh young men living in our house with us um at Lawrenceville and, and that was a, a great opportunity to really get at, you know, again, some of the most important aspects of learning, which is how do you respect your space? How do you live well in a space? These guys would throw their pizza boxes and chicken wing styrofoam crap all over the TV room. And I couldn't live that way. I couldn't live with them living like that and expecting a guy from Trenton to come in and clean up after that, which is the way it was, and I think still the way it is. And so, you know, Lawrenceville was kind of excited about me going off on an adventure, and they were also really supportive um, because, in some ways, they wanted to believe in in my kind of holistic education that was tied to doing real work, having real leadership responsibilities. And and so there was just this the stars kind of lined up. We this was our summer place where you know Tegan literally came like we left here four days before Tegan was born one summer, um, in ninety-six. And so she came here every summer and then went attended the middle school. And this place is so magic. Um and I wanted to share it and I wanted to be able to give young people a chance to be celebrated for all that they could do. And that's hard, right? Like the one thing that you know, I was hoping Devin would get into more is there's nothing easy about the Island School. And it's not just getting up early and exercising. It's like being pushed emotionally and intellectually to, to believe that you're not just a student that's expected to regurgitate, that you got to figure stuff out. You know, there's so many stories of really smart, straight-A students coming to me in tears saying, hey, how am I supposed to know how to get an A if the teacher doesn't know the answer? Right? Think about that like you guys don't know the answer to how you're going to get your brand to the next level. You're trying things out and you're failing and that's what life's about. And, and, and so why did I start this? It's just simple. I, I, I sincerely believe that you don't have to be like, I'm super proud of Tegan and Devin's story, right? They, you know, At 18 years old, they started creating this. and I'm sure some of you guys have similar stories, but in our culture, especially in our privileged culture, and I was part of this growing up, you don't really get kicked in the butt and told that you got to get to work and create your own space until you're much older. And so that's a little bit what the Island School does. It says, look, we got to start going to work right now you might only be 16 you might be being told by your parents and your school that you know you got to sit in a classroom and regurgitate but we're telling you something different we're telling you you can produce you can create you can fail you can struggle and through that you can grow and be your best self and start having an impact in the world The one thing that that i'll say while i'm on the soapbox is I I was a broken record every semester that I was given the chance to stand up and say a few words at at graduation. And what I said was something really that that I feel 100%. The most important day at the Island School is not day number one. It's not day 87 when you're presenting your research to scientists and, and your parents and you're up on stage. It's not, it's not day 93 when you finish your four-mile swim and you arrived here and you couldn't swim, right? Those are all amazing stories. Those are not the most important moments. The most important moment is when you leave, when you get on the plane and you go home. And the reason is because our mission wants to affect change well beyond our little experience here on the island. And Devin is the example of that. Devin and Tegan are, are living examples of that. And there's many more. And, you know, one of, one of the new chapters for my life, which has a literal and figurative meaning, is that I, I want to write about Devin and Tegan and other stories of young people, what they did when they left the island school. That's the most important story how they use that journey at a young age to pivot and take risks and be creative. And, and so you gotta be careful asking me questions because I, I, like, I like to get on my soapbox, but.
0: Well, I'm gonna ask you another one real quick. Uh, as, a, as
2: a former hyper child and current hyper adult, I could imagine this kind of experience would be really grounding for kids that maybe don't really have the attention span for a conventional classroom. I could see it being really transformative for them. Yeah, Theo, for sure. I mean, Pam can speak to this because she ran admissions for, for a long time. And we would often get asked at, at events where we were, you know, auditorium full of kids at a school or, or an event in someone's home where we're, we're marking the island school and, and trust it. anytime we market the island school, we weren't like, do this, it's going to be fun. You're going to get to get a nice suntan and play in the Bahamas. No, we were saying, like, this is going to be the hardest thing you ever do in your life. That was the message. Those are the kids we wanted. And, and we weren't just looking. I mean, do we have straight A kids? Do we have high achievers? Do we have kids that have that ability to focus in a traditional academic setting? Yes. Are those kids struggling when they come to the island school? Yes. But guess what? The ADD kids, I'm one of them, right? Like if, if I were born today, I would be heavily medicated. You can tell that, right? I start to, my brain's going in 50 different directions right now. And so what, what happens for the kid that is that can't give up that creative spirit, that that can't sit still in a row of deaths, right? Is they come to the Island School and they're building a new fish trap to, to somehow release deep ocean sharks. And their, their brain is challenged to be creative and their hands are working. And, and their peers, who in a traditional classroom would be like, what's wrong with the kid who keeps, you know, firing spitballs at the board in the back and gets D's on tests are saying, wow, this kid is so creative. And, and, and look at that energy that they're putting into this project. They care because they're being told for the first time, we believe in you and you can make something better. You can make a difference right now. So like if we ever get to the point where we're not serving those, like, Liz and I spent a lot of time with with kids like Devin. Devin was one of these characters. Let's just be honest, man. He he was pushing back on everything at Island School. Like, I I, I had him in a headlock at least three times in the first 70 days. And then something happened. Mick, his advisor, and he just – he got it. But he got it in a way that, that many other kids didn't get because he – we just – finally unleashed that creative, like frenetic energy, Theo, your kind of energy guy, spirit. And he connected to that. And now look at what what he's doing, right? So I I know that we'll always uh hopefully be able to celebrate that kind of um outlier student that actually becomes a core of our program. And the one other thing that I'll say that I'm so proud of that Liz mentioned a little bit is that our world is so much about competition. And all of you guys could be competing, right, with your brands, but you're not. Canvas is bringing you together and you're thinking about, like, how can we help each other out? How can we work together? How can we actually be on display together to invite more people into our world and to to see our brands? And that's another thing that the Island School does, and it's tied to the word community, but I just, I just want to say that that kid who hits that buoy at the end of the four mile swim, after six hours of swimming, because when he, when he, he or she got here, they couldn't swim across the cut. They couldn't swim. They couldn't swim. Everybody is there on the beach. The cowbells are ringing, the conch horns blowing, and and they are the heroes, right? Not the first kid through. And and so one of the things we've always turned upside down is this idea that being first, being a straight-A student, being the best soccer player that scores all the goals or the fastest runner is actually not what it's about. It's actually about the person who takes on the biggest challenge and has the most growth. And for a 16 year old kid to realize that, to stand on the beach and cheer for their peer like that is again, another, another aspect of our, our journey that I, that I celebrate. It's all amazing, I'm really uh, in admiration. Thank you for the time. Yeah, thank you guys.
3: I, I love listening to you as a teacher talk about education <laughs> and traditional education. It always makes me think of my senior year. My dad came and, and sat me down and he goes, listen, I will pay you to not go to college. <laughs> I want you to go take the SATs and just like draw a huge photo, draw a huge picture on the answer sheet. I don't care what you do. I will pay you to not go to college. And I kind of sat there and looked at him and I was like, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'm pretty sure you're a teacher. Why are you telling me not to go to school? But it, listening to you speak about it, it all comes together. And I thank you guys for being here and, and for sharing today. Thanks for having us.
2: Do you you guys mind if I run and get a concord?
0: I think that is the perfect way to to end this. I don't know how else we could. (laughs) Yeah, man. Um,
2: (laughs) You guys, the people who know me know that (laughs) even more than liking to talk, I love to blow the concord. And and, um, for me, it's a symbol of um, a lot of the (laughs) the work that you guys are doing out there in the world it's 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 you know from literature it's it's the moan of the ocean planet saying hey help us out man stop throwing plastic stop stop what you're doing slow down listen and uh and and work to to find purpose and make a difference and that's what that's what you guys are all doing with, with your brands. And I'm, I'm super proud of, of the work that, that you guys are doing and, and, and the Concord sounds to, to honor you and encourage you to keep, keep going
0: forward.
3: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Amazing. Chris, Pam, Liz, um, you guys are unbelievable and I I just feel like I relived Island school and what I took away from it was life is just an unbelievable opportunity and um, do not squander it. That is, that is the the takeaway for me. And I think about it every day and it gives me energy and we'll, we'll, we'll do so for the rest of my life. So um, thank you. And to everyone that came today, thank you for, for being here. Again, it means so much to us that, that you guys come uh, every other weekend and join us for this conversation.
3: You too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great weekend, lots, guys. guys. Thank you. Thank you.